0: Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century, with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. I'm Jeff Schott, and I'm here with Debbie Leonard, a mom from Seattle, and we're here in the studio in Durango. And we're talking about some really challenging things for Debbie as she's taking this journey of reading all of these parenting books and trying to be super mom and doing all of this advice related to rules and consequences and how to have great kids. And for a season, her kids looked like that's exactly what was happening, and that's what I found with young kids is they'll, they'll adapt and they'll overcome, but that system of parenting breaks down and that's what Debbie experienced. So Debbie, take us back just for a quick second. And, um, for those parents that weren't with us for the last session of the radio program with you, what was going on? Why did you decide you needed to make a change that what you were doing wasn't working?
1: Well, I think that over time, I could see that, um, I was losing, um, ground with my kids, um, especially my middle and youngest in terms of what I thought was, um, a lack of emotional connection, a lack of, um, deeper, even any kind of deeper conversation, um, knowing that, um, they were fearful to share things with me, um, me starting to see that they were having trouble with, um, telling me the truth about things. And I think what changed for me was when my 16-year-old son, my youngest, said that he thought that everything I was doing was, that I was saying to him was just making him feel bad. And that actually was probably the lowest point then. I think I've had lower since then. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the point that I began to seek God in a way like never before. I think I didn't know that there was any other way and I finally just got desperate and know there's got to be. And that's where it was like I knew things weren't right and I didn't know what to do. But maybe I just never believed I could find it. And so I, and I think that's interesting, not believing you could find it, even though you know it's out there or you know that you're doing something wrong. But I think at the point where I heard that, I was like, I've got to find it. I, I finally somehow clicked that it has to be able to be found. God has to show me. I can't I can't be this to my son anymore and my kids.
0: Got it. And I uh I will re- will never forget the first phone call with you when you shared that story with me and some of the tears that flowed at that point in time even on the call. And I know that um I have been challenging you deeply at a heart level ever since and that's a little over a year now, I think. Uh, that we began talking uh, from time to time in the coaching, and gradually things began to change in your family so much so that two boys that were pretty much checked out and didn 't want to do anything were willing to come to meet with me and talk with me and and just had awesome conversations with your boys that day and your daughter and and you know some things kind of came on the radar screen and um, I ended up sitting with you and your husband after that time and We talked about what to do and where to go next. And um, I shared with you the possibility of coming down to, to Colorado and spending some time and doing some vacation and having some fun, but also digging in and dealing with things at a deeper level. First, what was your thoughts when I suggested that?
1: My reaction, I felt like our family needed to do something. And as I felt in my heart, we were supposed to go somewhere. So honestly, the first reaction I had was, this is it. This is what God is leading us to do. And so my immediate reaction was honestly, I think this is where my answer is going to be.
0: And so as we continued the thoughts and discussions and planning of that time, then what happened?
1: It was a really up and down road. I had to keep coming back to that moment and back to, and the faith was, I don't really see, I don't think all of my family's on board with this. They're questioning it. I don't know if it's going to happen even. Are we going to be able to make it work? There was obstacles that came up that maybe it's not going to work anymore. But then I kept thinking, well, how do I have faith? And I thought about things that had happened, and now I knew in my heart. And I think I was starting to learn that I there was a place to listen that was not my brain. There was a place to listen that was my heart.
0: Yeah, and I know we talked a fair amount about that along the way. And my journey of my heart waking up and... All of a sudden, seeing things differently, hearing things differently, reading things differently, everything kind of changed for me. And a lot of that came through listening to a bunch of students and wrestling with what they said and then going home and talking to my own kids and going, is this how you see me? And they're going, of course, that's how I see you. And you're going, oh my goodness, this is horrible. It was just, the yeah. feelings inside of me was just, they're indescribably difficult. It's and not I, what we want. <laughs> yeah. Listen to our kids? You mean they might have some truth we need to hear? Hmm. Not yeah. something you hear a lot of in the parenting strategies out there today. That's right. I know you finally did cross that hurdle even days before I had a discussion with you. And You've been here now for how long?
1: Over a week. Yeah. It was not supposed to be this long. My husband actually, I think, only wanted it to be three days and it was going to be five. I was trying to say, well, Jeff wants five. He doesn't think he can do this in three. And thoughts about, really? what would What would we do all that time?
0: Yeah, we're actually at 10 days now, which was twice what I thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's a blur to me. I'm in shock.
0: And that shock has been what? What has happened during this time that's led you to be in shock?
1: I'm in shock, first of all, because my my kids have been way more hurt than I thought.
0: And they um, didn't seem like they were that hurt.
1: Yes. I would have never guessed in a million years. But I think... The other shock is me and my pain and I didn't guess. Jeff had to point it out to me one time when I was crying. There's a lot been a lot of tears here and it was out of an odd conversation where I was surprised he would see this in me. You know Jeff you said I had a lot of pain. Deep deep pain and he, he wondered where it was coming from. That was a shock to me. I was like I know I have pain but I feel like everybody just lives with pain. I'm not supposed to have this pain? What is that? What, is, what are you talking about? So just the shock of realizing that We all had pain, and the real root of all our problems actually started with pain.
0: Pain from your past in terms of Mark and yourself, but then the pain that the parenting system that we've all been indoctrinated into created within your kids because they could not really come to you and say, this is hurting me. They couldn't really come to you and say, when you say these things, it makes me feel like I'm stupid, or it makes me feel like you don't love me, or it makes me feel like I'm not good enough, because I know your family had a lot of expectations and were fairly strict. Debbie, one of the things that's happened this week is that your kids have walked into the light with some difficult things. And I'm just wondering right now, in this space, with your new heart, the way you're looking at things now, how did you feel when they walked into the light?
1: Well, it made me want to give them hugs. It made me cry see their pain. And I can't even believe that I missed that all these years when, you know, they would share or we would see something they did wrong. Every kid does something wrong. Every parent, every person we do too, do things wrong. Those struggles when we share them. I know my husband and I, we many times would just, all we could see is the behavior. And I can't believe that I never said I never just gave them a hug. I never thought about their side. I never even thought maybe they're hurting. You know, I was mentioning spilled milk to our kids last week, this last week, and that even over something that little when they were really young, I would get upset about it. And getting upset about that, realizing I'm upset when maybe they actually felt upset, I can't believe I wouldn't, why well, I didn't go and give them a hug <laughs> when they did something wrong. Why would I get mad? Why wouldn't I go give them a hug and say, I'm so sorry. You must feel awful about that. And it's totally okay. And comfort them. I just push them away. I, I, I'm, my mind is still blown um, just by that system of thinking you do something that we don't like, something that bothers us, something's wrong, and we want to just bonk them over the head over it. And we, so we, they never deal with the pain. And we just – what our response is, my response has been is to add to the pain from – whatever it was, instead of comfort and courage, believe that they can do something different if they want, it's going to be okay. It's kind of mind-boggling right now, the difference in how I'm seeing my responses need to be and we're not from the past.
0: Yeah, I had the same journey as I went through the research and talked to students and realized that I was pushing my kids away. They want to be close to us, and they hate failure as much as we do. In your kids' negative core value lists, they all have several things in common. They have mm-hmm. not good enough, they have not valuable, and they all had alone. Talk to me about this sense of aloneness.
1: Oh, my husband and I felt alone when we grew up. And, you know, we all kind of talk about how, you know, things get passed on to the f- family, but we don't really know how to f- stop that. Like we, I think there's an acknowledgment. That, yeah, my parents were like this. I'm going to try not to be like this. And then we find out we are. We hear all this stuff, but we still don't know the ways to get out of it. And yes, I felt really alone. And in a sense, I was trying to get them not to feel alone. Our family is going to be together. We're going to have togetherness. And yet I realized that unless I went back and dealt with how I felt, that I was alone, that I was hurt, that I was in pain, there was actually no way I could stop them from feeling alone it was more like i'm just having them join me in feeling alone
0: so you end up with a family and i see this a lot where kids are telling me we're four individuals on four emotional islands or we're four individuals living under one roof and when we got your family talking as a group that sentiment was echoed we're going to be back in a few minutes with debbie to talk about how this sense of being alone has impacted her and impacted her family and her kids, and how this time of coaching and this family camp has been breaking down some of the walls that led to that aloneness. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Does your child listen to you and do what you ask? Are you tired of the battles? There is hope and a fresh approach to this tiring dilemma. Researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott has done research with 3,500 kids that identifies why kids stop listening and hide in their rooms. The program is called Influential Parenting, and it brings a new perspective to these issues. It's bringing joy and peace back to the parent-child relationship. Get Influential Parenting today at revivefamily.com slash radio. Welcome back to Parenting in the 21st Century. I'm Jeff Schott. I'm here with Debbie Leonard, and we're talking about some really challenging things. She's been through this journey of seeing her family seem to have it all together and everybody's saying she has great kids and then things start to crumble and she comes to my event and is convinced this is the right answer, but something inside blocks her path of really changing. And then at a moment when her son really says something that impacts her heart, she reaches out to me and and there's been this journey of a year-long coaching with Debbie and then then her whole family, because of the changes that she was making in, in her perspective and the way she was approaching her kids, they all became open to entering into a family healing process of what we call family camp here. And, and they've been here now for 10 days and it's been, wow, um, an emotional journey, a shocking journey, um, but a healing journey. And yes. I want to go back to where we were talking about that aloneness because so many kids I talked to are feeling alone. And they say that their families are, you know, four individuals living under one roof. And that's kind of where your family ended up. And I will never forget the morning I sat with you and your husband here, uh, out in the woods and, and said, you know, why is it that, you know, with all of your desire to be emotionally connected and to be these great, amazing parents, why is it all three of your kids listed alone as one of the top negative things they believe about themselves, that they're always gonna be alone. How did that impact you when when I shared that with you?
1: I was I was devastated. You know, of course parents aren't going for that <laughs> for a family trait. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mean to laugh. I'm I'm I've been really hurting this whole time hearing those things. I've had a lot of tears over things like that. And Trying to figure that out has just been an untangling of our hearts.
0: So why on earth would you put yourself through this?
1: Because I know and believe that there is wholeness and that I see and understand so much pain um, is in our family. And I know there's pain in so many families. My kids talk to me about that. They see that with around them all the time. And I think everybody sees that in the world and and the family is the place where the pain comes from and the brokenness there. And I just, I just believe God doesn't intend for it to be that way.
0: And so this time we've had individual times with you and your husband and with the kids and we've had group times as a family and we've had, you know, group times with just the kids and in all of this, um, everything's kind of come into the light, you know, and it's clear in first in John where it says, if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And so as you've been seeing your kids walk in the light, I know it's caused you to reflect. I know some of that's been incredibly painful. What do you see that gives you hope? What do you see going on with your kids that you thought you would never see?
1: Well, I know that, um, my daughter's one a close relationship with her brother's and we've actually seen that I've also been a part of preventing that more than I've realized. Uh, but that one of the things through a session that you've had with our kids, just the three of them together, um, I've seen their interactions way different. They There's a closeness. Um, even asking them to rate their relationship before coming here and after, they all rated lower numbers for connection before and, eights and nines after I'm out of 10, 10 being highest. It was like, okay, that's, and that, and that just is the beginning really. That's only the beginning and they already feel a closeness and a connectedness. And so I've seen that and I've seen um, changes with my husband and responses that he's normally had. Um, the kids have seen him cry um, and that hasn't been something that they have ever really observed in their father. There's interactions, have been changing, but there's distance and pain and anger that, um, you're to help me see that it's part of the healing process.
0: The kids have kind of jumped off the cliff into the grieving process headlong, which is part of why you're sensing some of that, because the grieving cycle is so vital. Um, if we don't begin a healthy grieving process after a painful event, then we seal that pain off deep within us in our soul, in our heart. And, and all of a sudden, the pain just builds and builds and builds. And that's where we found, you know, I think it's become real clear that all three of your kids have piled up a lot of pain in this time. One of the things that's been really encouraging me to me though, was, you know, thinking of your son, Justin and thinking of where he was at spiritually walking into this time and some of the things that have happened with him uh, during this time. What are some of the things that you've seen that you thought you'd never see with Justin?
1: We had a really difficult family interaction and it was interesting when it came down to it, and the kids actually spoke up about things they thought um they didn't they didn't like and how think we were con- having conversation and My son actually said that he felt like he said, "Well, why don't you trust God and He was addressing it to my husband at the moment a good question for me, I'm sure he could have easily said the same to me. But here we realize that our, we're not listening to our kids. Our kids are basically saying, you are living this life where you're claiming to trust God and telling us to trust God, but have you ever realized that we don't see you trusting God? And they were able to speak up and tell us, and specifically it came from Justin.
0: The one who came in maybe most spiritually checked out. Yes. He's been listening to a song that I'd recommend every parent listen to um, if they believe their kid's in pain and they believe that they've failed um, called Tell Your Heart to Beat Again because that is a story and a song that I shared with your son in our first session. And he told me he's listened to it like a thousand times this week. Um, And it's about letting your heart come back to life like that counselor told me to do. And that's what I've been seeing happen in your family this week. I've been seeing hearts that were shut down, that were hurt, begin to beat again, begin to wrestle through the hard stuff as opposed to just pretending it doesn't there and just going on and and brushing past it. And I know that hard session you talked about where your son said that to Mark, your husband, um, I know at the end of that session, you actually said that gave you hope, which may shock parents because it was a hard session, and parent the kids were challenging the parents, and in a lot of I think honestly very right and true ways. Why did that session give you hope?
1: Uh, it gave me hope because I realized that everybody was able to be honest with each other, and everybody was everybody started feeling like they could share what they thought and that gave me hope because i think i was realizing how much i was listening and beginning to listen in that conversation and hear them um my daughter sons for the first time in ways i'd never heard them before and ways they've always wanted me to hear and understand them
0: one of the things i think we've been learning this week is that oftentimes in families we we get focused on the behavior we get a Focused on the facts and the behavior and facts lead to conflict, lead to battles, lead to hard feelings, lead to hurt. But this week, what you've been learning about is emotional transparency and beginning to share from the heart how these different interactions, these different things are making everyone in the family feel. And when you stay in that place, when you guys talk from the heart, what have you seen happen with the family?
1: Well, I think we see each other in a different way. I think we're not seeing behavior anymore. We're seeing when we share how something makes us feel and we share our struggles even, even as parents, sometimes that's that's shocking that they would respond to us better if we share from that place. Um, we all are able to start to understand each other. And um, I think one thing my son Justin's told me is that which I think is very wise, is that he values understanding and being understood as high important things in having a good relationship. And sadly, he seems to value it more than I've ever shown that as a value in our family. And I'm seeing that now understanding emotion is the place of understanding first. It's not understanding what do you think about something, but what how do you feel?
0: Yeah, those When we get into the brain and we get into the facts and we start debating whose perspective is right, it blows up every time. But it's been precious watching when your husband maybe stepped back into that logical place for a short season and that one family conversation and all the interaction it led to. And then when he realized what he was feeling and he went back and shared it with the kids, the kids now for the first time understood their father and didn't see some of the things that were hurting them as Oh, well, wait a minute. Maybe dad does love us. Maybe he wasn't trying to hurt us. Now I understand that he's where he's getting his value from and why the things that have seemed to be more important than me, it wasn't that they were more important than me. It was just that it was something going on in in him from his past. Right. And all of a sudden the light bulbs come on and the scales start to come off the eyes and the hearts start to come back to life and relationships start to, to matter more than all of the other stuff. So as you leave here, if you could say one thing to parents and grandparents about what influential parenting has meant to you, why parents should engage with influential parenting, what would you say to parents and grandparents?
1: Um, I would say that it's been a healing thing and there is pain, I believe, in everyone's heart and the fact that Um, we're facing it and being able to get the pain out and then come to a place where the pain isn't blocking. I think the pain is puts up all these walls and we don't actually have real connection. And so this has been valuable because um, we're finding the path to real connection to real true relationship, to true love, to true believing and trusting um, in our kids and believing and trusting in God because, um, all of that stems from that, and we're learning how, what real love is, and I don't think we really ever truly understood love. Um, it's been incredibly valuable, and it's putting us on a new path and a new journey that's unknown but still something that I have hope for, change, real change and real depth and connection in our relationships and love.
0: And I've been seeing that change. I know when you're in the journey and things are difficult, it's often hard. Hard to see the change, but there has been so much change this week in every individual in the house. I'm looking forward to see what happens when you get back home and you begin to interact at an emotionally transparent level, as opposed to all that focus on what's right and what's wrong and my authority and my position and my place and my ability to get you to behave correctly. I think A whole new world is dawning for the Leonard family, and it's been a privilege to be a part of it. I hope Debbie sharing with you today has challenged you, has brought you a new perspective of how the heart has to be engaged in a healthy way in parenting. And it's really about the heart connection with our kids that will lead to them believing positive things about themselves, um, choosing to behave well because they feel good on the inside as opposed to making bad decisions because they're hurting on the inside. So as you wrestle with this content, we ask you to check out Influential Parenting. There is a different way, and it leads to deep connection. It takes down the walls between us and our families, and it brings a whole new dynamic. It brings back joy. It brings back fun, and it takes away the conflict that, unfortunately, is going on in so many of our homes today. We hope you've enjoyed it. Have a great day. Look forward to being back with you with Parenting in the 21st Century next week. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.